you're stressed out and anxious about the work that you've got on your plate, it's because you're trying to manage it all in your head. It's brain fry. And I think the first place for most of the businesses I work with to start calming the jitters is to get a workflow in a form where you have a process behind it. If they really want it and they want to get rid of the stress, this is the place to start. Less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor. Deep dive. Martin, I would imagine that this episode is going to go live somewhere around the Super Bowl, maybe in between, maybe the weekend, the right before the Super Bowl. So, who do you think is going so to? So, first of all, there'll be a big dip in the Super Bowl stats because people be well, listening to our podcast run and ad for CFC during the Super Bowl. We've forked over oh, yeah. nine million dollars for thirty seconds, and yeah, don't um, miss it. Don't miss it. <laughs> yeah. No, who do you have? Who, I mean, we got so right now when we're recording, we still have the championships for NFC and AFC. Um, well, I I don't know enough to say who will, but uh, <clears throat> Kansas City and San Francisco. Ooh, that's Kansas, Kansas City, I really like, and Kittle's from Norman. Uh, uh, he's kind of from Norman. He moved here his senior hey, year of high school. He played football in Norman. We're claiming he did. It. He did. Yeah. That he did. So. Okay. So you've got San Francisco and KC in the final. Who Who's winning? Yeah. Uh, this is not a prediction. It's just what I want. Kansas City. Ooh. <clears throat> if there's one I like team I want to team. lose, it's Kansas City. Oh, because um, you don't I like would rather Taylor see Swift. the. No, I just I really don't like Mahomes. He's oh, he's really good. He's really good. He's incredible. He's he. I just don't want him to surpass Brady. I'm I'm a big Brady fan. But if there's anybody that's going to go. surpass him, it's probably Mahomes. Well, I remember uh, Mahomes and Baker Mayfield played. You know what? Ten, yeah, twelve years ago, Texas whatever. Oh, you and. Both Texas Tech and OU, yeah. Both teams had 840 yards of offense. It's crazy. Not 841, 840, same amount. Wow. 1,680 total yards of offense. That's nuts. Pretty wild. Well, it should be a good one. Um, I'm going for Ravens and Lions in the final, and I'd love for the Lions to win. True underdog story. Yeah. So we'll, <laughs> well see. I'm I don't have any money on it, so it doesn't really matter to me. But I always watch Mahomes when he's playing. Yeah. And Brock Purdy's such a great story too. You know, he is. I, I wouldn't. Feel that bad would be a good one too. That would be a good yeah. one. Jared Goff's a great story. He like is. getting traded yeah. from the Rams to like the worst yeah. team in the league at the time, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Anyways, pretty cool. So. um I was reminded because we're talking about workflow management for projects, for sales. Um, there's probably a lot of different terms that you can fit into this pipelines for sales, production pipelines. Um, but regardless, we had an episode that we've referenced a lot with Sergio back in the day. We need to get him back on, by the way. But oh, yeah, his life has changed. It has. But he was talking about the binder. Uh, I don't know if you remember the binder, yeah. but he had this sure. binder that had everything. 
It was how he, it was his sales pipeline, his production pipeline, his um, receipts and invoices. Uh, It was everything. And driving down the highway, no AC in the car. So it's summer in Oklahoma. He's got the windows down. And then all of a sudden gust of wind and the flyer, the, the, the binder flies open and uh, papers going out the window and he was lost. So, uh, and he's, he, there were jobs he didn't collect on because of that. You know, that right, right. two years later, GCs are like, Hey man, like I, we had a check for you, but you never collected on it anyways. Um, so we're talking about, uh, this today and it came up mainly because you've got some new clients coming on and this is a big problem. Yeah. And it's, uh, what we're, the way it arises is young company clients have got some, I've had them in the past, have some right now who we say, what's, what's your priority, right? We start with what's the priority and it's to get the static out of their head. They're going crazy. They're stressed. They're, uh, you know, they can't get good help. They, they've got all these things, but when you really look at it is that they have what I'm identifying as two processes, but the workflow for, from the customer, right? From the time they become a lead, how do you keep track of that? Uh, to how they move through your process to get a bid. If you win it, how they move into production and you do all that. And the way people who start out do it is keep track of it in their heads. Right. But we all know it's a common complaint. I got 35 texts yesterday and three voicemails and I'm driving around managing jobs. How am I supposed to keep track of that? How do I miss, you know, keep from missing a potential a lead and how do I even know I missed a lead? And just, it, and it's that stress of trying to keep track. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm at the stoplight. I'm going to remember that guy's name. I'm going to remember his number, pull into a parking lot, call him back. Right. Well, you don't remember the number. Anyway, just it's brain fry. And I think the first place for most of the businesses I work with to start calming the jitters is to get a workflow in a form where you have a process behind it. If this happens, I do this. Once I've done that, the rest of it is going to flow or at least be available for me to look at. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing that you and I talk about a lot is one place to look. So you've got leads, they wind up coming in and you can go to bed at night, wake up in the morning, go and look at one place and say, oh yeah, there are the 10 people I need to approach today or the five. And you can do that for every step. So I'm real keen on uh, describing to our listeners how they can create that process yeah. flow, uh, the customer-oriented, production-oriented process flow so that you're not going crazy trying to remember who did you call back? If you called them back, what did you say? We'll, we'll yeah. talk about all kinds of benefits. Uh, what's my next step? And it's, it's in a place where you can go look and go, oh, yeah, and then do it right then or not, but at least you've got a place to go look. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're stressed out and anxious about the work that you've got on your plate, it's because you're trying to manage it all in your head. Yeah. I mean, how how much better are you able to work and clear are you able to think when you come to like a neat and organized desk? You're able to like, oh, okay, like I can get started. Um, so much of like the chal- the the stress and anxiety that we feel is from just not having clear thoughts. It's just where there's so much coming at us and so much to think about that we're not organized in our thoughts. 
And when we can write it all down, when we can make a to-do list, it's like, okay, this is what I'm doing. It's clear, it's actionable. And I hear this from a lot of guys, you know, they, they don't want to go through this process because they're doing really well. You know, they're half a million in sales. It's them and one other person. And they can manage, they're only doing eight jobs a year. They can manage that in their head. They can manage it on paper. And you know what, in theory, that's totally fine. If that's where you, if that's your goal is really a, a job more than a business and making a certain amount of money over building value over time and getting it something that works without you, that's what you want. You can probably do it well enough. Are you going to excel at it? No. Are you going to be liable gonna, for every uh, little thing that goes wrong? Yes. I, I totally respect what you just said, but I'm also going to say, even if it's just one guy, you're writing stuff down on a piece of paper going, oh yeah, I got to remember to call oh, you know, Billy Johnson back or get that ordered. And you call and they don't answer. Hey, call me back. You still need to get it ordered. You're still if it's, it is manageable, perhaps, uh, it's, and you're it's still chaos. If you're doing that, you have it's a managed job. chaos, managed chaos, which yeah. is stress, which is what prompts yeah. us to have this because people are saying, I want out from beneath this tremendous stress. Yeah. Well, I think the challenge is that if you did have more project workflow, um, a managed project workflow in place, the challenge is that you would be trying to overcome with that or able to overcome are the project delays, cost overruns, the handoffs from sales to production, um, and even from production to customer service or marketing to sales, all those handoffs that happen. Customer communication being organized and not scattered. Uh, you'd be able to know project status and know exactly where to look at a moment's notice. Um, you'd have that one source of truth like we talked about, right? So we have some questions here that I think are good for listeners to kind of see if you have this in place uh, well enough, or if you maybe have something in place, but it's time to revamp it. So let's go through some of these. Um, how many leads do you currently have? Do you feel like you know people can answer that question pretty pretty well, or is it always a guess? You ask it me. I'm asking you. I'm I'm going to say it's nothing is always, but it pretty much always a guess. Uh, they will, people can tell me top of mind, most recent, biggest, most interesting, closest yeah. to close, whatever. But if you pursue it a little bit, oh yeah, oh, 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 no, no. I, I also got this. Right? Yeah. I also need to call, I got to tell one on myself. People ask me frequently, how many clients do you have? And honestly, I'm just sitting here right now. I don't know. Mm. Have I got any clients listening? I love all of you. But I don't know. I got to look. Right. But I also dumped that out but of you my have head. A place I got to look. look. I have a place to look. Yeah. You don't but know that. I would, know where to look. Oh, I would, I would not even attempt to do anything without knowing. Right. Without having a place to look. Yeah. I had to keep it straight. So and there's always more leads than people, pretty much always more leads, potential leads, more activities necessary with leads. And people will tell you if you just ask. Yeah. I think the the main thing is, do you have a place to look at how many leads you currently have? Yeah. Right. Um, what's the status of each of those leads? Are they, are they just leads or are some qualified or some connected with or some attempting to contact or some we're waiting on? Um, and what's holding you up with each of them? Like what's the next step with each lead? Do you know? Right. 
Do you have a place to go look and find out what the next thing is? Um, if you were to delegate it to someone on your team, would they know? Those are good questions. And, and just kind of an example of that is uh, you're waiting to bid a job, but you got to get the material quote from yeah. a supplier and they're back ordered on something and the guy hasn't called you back. And so mm -hmm. it's taken a couple of days and that bid could completely go away yeah. uh, because you're too late. So what is it? What steps do you need to take? And if you can't find out what the material uh, cost is, you can call the customer back and say, I'm waiting for this one number. Thank you for your patience, but I'll get to you within 30 minutes of getting this number. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that goes, so what does your customer know? Can you go yeah, and look at each opportunity and see what they actually, what you've communicated with them and what's the last thing that you've told them? Right. Um, that's a huge one. A lot of times it's, I, I can't remember what our last thing, was it a phone call? I think we talked on the phone on the way to lunch the other day or, you know, got to keep that organized. Um, if someone on your team had to contact them, would they have the info or would you have to find the info and send it right. to them? You know, would they know right. where to look? Um, what did you promise the customer? Like what's, what's the promise that you have with them? Um, which bids are expiring this week that you sent out that you've yeah. already sent out? That's a good one to know. Uh, how much bid value do you did you lose last month? Is that something that you can answer uh, without having to dig and dig and dig, but a really clear number that you can just pull it up? There it is right there. Um, how do you track customer calls and emails? How many dollars do you have to bid to make $1? That's a little bit more in depth. Um, but these are all questions that you, know, you probably can't answer if you're just keeping it all in your head. You know? You yeah. got to have that one place and that one place can't be you. One, one thing I don't think I heard you mention goes along with how much did you lose? How many bid, bid opportunities did you lose? Is What bid opportunities are sitting there? Mm -hmm. uh, really good uh, CRM will total up when you reach the point of bids and say, hey, I have a million, two million, 100,000, whatever prospective or potential yeah. bids sitting in my queue right now. So yeah. It gives you an idea. Well, it allows you to set like really clear uh, objectives for your sales team too. If you have a, if you know that, hey, I really need my salesperson to be closing 30,000 a month in sales, then I know based on our history that he's got to send out $90,000 worth of bids or quotes to potential customers and GCs. So right. now that's something that you can track. Hey, salesperson, you're not going to be able to close all the time. I need you to get better at closing, but you have to bid 90,000 a month. No questions asked. We have to hit that metric. Here's how you can look. And then you can go and check it. And then when you have your one-on-one with one-on-one one -on -one with that person, you can go and pull up that number. How are we doing? What's keeping us from bidding? What do we have coming up in the queue? Things like that, right? right. Hey there, cash flow contractors. Just a second before we dive back into our conversation. I've got two quick things to share with you. It won't take long. First, a big thank you for tuning in. Your support is everything to us. The Cashflow Contractor has been a highlight of the last three years, and it feels like we're just getting started. Secondly, if you're a contractor juggling leads, customers, deals, and projects, I've got something that will change how you operate, our CRM Growth Kit. Imagine having all of your stuff in one place, easy to find, easy to manage, easy to track. One source of truth for you and your team to find leads, help customers, close deals, and manage projects. We've helped dozens of contractors with our CRM Growth Kit for managing their workflows. 
If you feel like there are improvements that you can make in tracking things in your business, it's worth jumping on a call. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free 30-minute call with me and learn how we can help improve your customer and project workflows. Thank you so much for tuning in. Back to the show. So I think people understand the challenges that arise when you don't have a pipeline or workflow for projects in place, um, when you're not managing it properly. But how does it actually happen for people? How do they actually get this in place? What's yeah. the best step? Like I'm listening to this and I want to go try to do it. How do I get started? Well, where do you see most people start typically? And I'll give you my answer, but I want to hear yours. Where do I see most people start before we, we are through the discussion is they start with a notebook, a piece of paper. Yep. Uh, there are a lot of people use uh, uh, programs, I guess you call it programs, uh, such as Jobber or yep. uh, Trello, House Call, House Call Pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Trello cards are a little bit different than Jobber. And so I don't see people doing what I'd like to see them do, okay? And I yeah. sit and say, I'm not, uh, that's one reason you're on here we're talking about it is I'm not the guy uh, to define uh, which program to choose, but the sure. attributes that I like to see in the program are very at a very simple fundamental level are, uh, I like to see the flow, we call them cards. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if we can describe a pipeline well with, with cards for each project. Or right, so you've got program. a column that says, leads on it and below that are stacked cards yep. and might have a top name on each one. And when the lead progresses from uncalled to scheduled, you drag it over and it moves mm -hmm. to scheduled. And so you look at all those columns and you can see very easily uh, exactly what needs to be done and where things are. Click yeah. on each card and open it up and see who it is and what information. So my question, and one of the reasons we're talking about this today is, if, if you are undecided, where might you start mm -hmm. uh, that people can begin to choose among the, there are millions of, well, hundreds. Not millions, hundreds, for sure. <laughs> hundreds of softwares out there. Yeah. And, uh, and I think some of the attributes, because we've talked about it, one is I very much, because I'm, as if I'm doing it myself, want to keep it simple, stupid to start out with. Yeah. But what happens to me is what was very complex when I began and hard to understand. I kept it simple. Pretty soon I've got it down to where, oh, that's, you know, that's primitive. Yeah. And I want to expand it. So I like to start out using a, a program that would enable me to keep it simple and get it going and using it. Yeah. And then expand as my need as needed. Yeah. And I think you have a precept that goes before that is, don't try to complicate and do everything until you can at least do it manually, right? Yeah, a lot of people are going to look in, well, one, they're going to go to different software websites. Uh, they're going to read all these promises and think that as soon as they purchase it, it's fixed, it's done, it's in place, I'm using it, great. Uh, that's not the case. You'll probably get overwhelmed, you'll probably get frustrated, you'll probably sign up for the account, use it for a week, and then not touch it again. That's right. the most common thing that we see. Um, another thing that we hear from people is that they want to automate things and they want things to just work on their own. And that's great. But at a core level, you need to understand how it works manually and even use it manually before automating. Grow into automation. Uh, don't really start with it because if you don't know how to do it manually and how it works manually, you can't troubleshoot that well. 
but also you can't train people that well. Someone needs to know how to do it manually. Um, also, if you do it manually, you can usually save quite a bit of money if that's one of your uh, big things with software is that you don't want to be paying a high recurring revenue. Uh, by not automating and just having an admin do some of the manual work, um, you can actually get a lot done. And then eventually you can automate if you feel like it justifies the cost. So when you're starting out, uh, the biggest thing is understanding what your objective is. If you want to track projects, if you want to manage customer communication, if you want to track sales, know what your objectives are and then find the right tool for you. If you are a commercial, um, let's say a commercial GC, you don't want to use Jobber. Um, it's it's that's really going to be for more of like a residential service company, someone who's mowing lawns, someone who's cleaning windows. Um, there's a variety of even a commercial HR. service company could technically use Jobber, but it's not one that you're going to use if you're a cabinet manufacturer and you're making cabinets for kitchens doing install. It's it, You can use it, but it's just not the best tool. For uh, for Jobber, it's really going to be if you're doing multiple jobs a day, it's, it's really great if you've got like you're a landscaper and you're sending guys to mow lawns uh, to 10 houses a day to mow lawns. You're going to be able to track where they are, track their time. You're going to be able to put their schedule in so they can see it and it sends them right to where they need to go with the address, all that stuff. If you've got three jobs a month that you're going to, you don't need Jobber. Um, that's not really the, the purpose of it. Um, so that that's a really popular one that people reach out to about. And it's, it's a good tool, but it's not for the average GC or, you know, remodel. Well, is it, is it even really for managing leads and the progress through the leads? Yeah, so you, you can. And it's swapping it out. Okay. You can. Um, it's not, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's better at the actual it, you can do that stuff, but it's it really shines whenever you're managing crews and projects and trying to get them scheduled and trying to get them organized. And especially if you're doing recurring stuff, like you go every week to mow this person's lawn, you can set it up as recurring and stuff like that. So it's a it's a great tool, but you can kind of pigeonhole yourself if you're not really the right fit for the target audience, right? Um, so then there's other tools like Trello or Notion um, there's, there's these great softwares out there that exist that are very kind of bare bones. They have really cool functionality, really good user interface, but they leave room for a lot of customization. Um, unlike a jobber, for example, and just understand that with customization comes responsibility and knowledge that just like, you know, you can drive a Toyota or you can drive a Lamborghini, but whenever you run into a problem, you can't take the Lamborghini to Hibden tires or to whatever, uh, you know, Midas, you've got to take it to a specialty mechanic to be able to work on it. But for the Toyota, you might be able to watch a YouTube video and fix it, but you can also take it to any of your local places and they'll be able to mm -hmm. change your oil, you know, uh, same kind of thing with that customizable software. When you customize it, it's really you're the only person that knows how to do it. And if you don't really know how to do it, you're just kind of working with a mess and it doesn't necessarily work. And you have to have the knowledge, but you also have to be responsible for maintaining it. Whereas if you use like a jobber, for example, you've got jobber support, there's certain functionality, there's things that you can customize for sure, but there's certain functionality that's just, this is how the tool works. And so you can take a course on how to do that. And it's really hard to break. 
Whereas you can break a Trello, you can break a Notion pretty easily if you're not really intuitive and have it documented how to use it. So those tools are great, but um, you know maybe think about using something that's a little bit more rigid so that you don't have to worry about being responsible for the customizations. A tool that I really love, I've talked about it on here a lot, for remodelers, um, GCs, people that are doing longer length projects, not like, you know, we're not going job to job every single day. Um, I, I love using HubSpot because it gives you that rigidity, but it also has a lot of customization and features that you can grow into long-term. And when I say long-term, you become a hundred million dollar contractor, you could still use HubSpot for your sales, for your marketing. You could use it for a lot of your service and production if you wanted to. At that size, you're probably going to use something else, but you can grow into it a lot for the sales and marketing, and especially on the CRM side. Another great reason to use it is that it's fairly inexpensive to start. Yes, it does get more expensive as you grow, but to start, you can do a lot on the free version. Um, like you could go and create your own sales pipeline and your own production pipeline on HubSpot with minimal customization to the actual properties you want to track. Um, and you could get away for free and you could do a lot of good work. You could have as many users as you want. You can basically have as many contacts as you want, as long as you're not sending marketing emails to them, uh, then you're limited to a certain amount. But, um, yeah, for free, you can get away with a lot. And if you pay the $30 a month for the starter suite, you can really get everything you need for a long time, like till you're 10 million plus in revenue. And then you might want to pay for some automation and things like that. So, um, you know, can I just a little bit of clarification again for me. So you've got a HubSpot and it lets yeah. you create customizable pipelines. Mm -hmm. You and I've talked before, one of the pipelines is going to be lead to customer, right? Yep. We're, and then, and then we're just, it's a mental construct, but also you're in there at that point, enter a second pipeline, which is sold job to, completed build invoice, you know, yeah. five-star review. Yep. So when we say, I want to get in this pipeline, what, what the hell do I mean? I'm, I'm in, <laughs> I've got this pipeline. You got a, you got a stage, I guess. And yeah. So a pipeline is going to be made up of stages, right? So if you think where, of where, where would it literally start? What would just yeah. an idea of the first step in the first stage? Yeah. So the first thing that you have to do is that you have to understand what your pipeline is. What are the stages that it takes for me to get someone who is a lead all the way to a customer? For a lot of, you know, if you're, let's say that you are a remodeler and you're do working directly with residential customers, your first stage is probably going to be, I've got an appointment scheduled. Maybe that's a design appointment, a job walks, uh, a site walkthrough, whatever it is, but you have an appointment scheduled with that customer. Before that, they're still, they could be a lead, but they're not going to be in your pipeline in terms of this is a deal. Usually whenever it enters the pipeline, you've got some sort of, you know, commitment from the customer and we're, this is an opportunity. It's not just like, Hey, so-and-so is interested. No, like they're ready to meet and we're moving forward. They've got a budget timeline. They've got preferences. There's a scope for this job. We're ready to talk. So appointment schedule is usually going to be that first one. You can have it as other ones. You can have it as new lead if you want to have them enter the pipeline that early. That's fine. Um, so after appointment schedule, then there's going to be probably some sort of uh, quote needed, bid needed. Um, and basically, you would move them to that stage if you're moving forward and you personally, someone on your team needs to create a bid or a quote or do some sort of action. 
Then from there, the next stage would be bid sent, quote sent, whatever it is. After that, it's you either won the job or you didn't. Now you can add steps in there, um, but typically you want to keep your pipeline as minimal as as possible. You don't want to sit there and have 20 stages in your pipeline. You want to keep it to four, five, six, seven stages max. Um, so to, after you do bid sent or quote sent, the next one could be um, invoice paid or deposit paid. Um, and then you can move it to job one uh, when you've actually done the job uh, or you can keep it where it's at. But on the sales pipeline, I recommend once that deposit's paid, once the contract's signed, anything like that, it's job one. If it's not, it's job lost. So closed one, closed lost, however you want to say it, that's what a pipeline would be. So again, remodeler, you've got five stages. We've got appointment scheduled. We've got bid needed, bid sent, closed one, closed lost. That's it. And so if you've got a job as a card inside of each of those stages, you just move it across the stages as necessary. Um, so when we get yeah. to the job one, how does it go to the next pipeline? So either manually yeah, or automated. Yeah, you, you just move it to a new pipeline. So now we're out of the sales process and now we're in the production process. We've got job one as our first stage inside the service, inside of our, our uh, production pipeline. Then from there, we've got a, there's a variety of things that could happen. Maybe you've got to do designs. Maybe you've got to order materials. Uh, maybe you've got to schedule the job. Then you've got to actually do the work. And then from there, you have job complete. Maybe before job complete, you've got invoice, you know, you've got to get invoice paid um, or invoice sent or whatever it is. And then you get job one once you've gotten your five-star review or depending on what you want to do. But typically, the you have about six stages depending on what type of contractor you are. But it would go, um, job one would be the first one. So anytime a job is one, it goes inside there and it's ready to get going inside the process. Then you go on to do designs uh, needed, and then you go into materials uh, ordered, then you go into job scheduled, then you go to in production, then you go to invoice sent, and then job complete, whatever. You can just go to job complete if you want to. So anyways, you're just tracking where, what's the status of this job? Where is it at? Yeah. Where does the opportunity go to uh, record conversations like throughout the process? You're yeah corresponding with design choices. Yeah. So this and, is the thing that I really like about HubSpot, um, that you not, th there are definitely CRMs that will do this, but not every tool like a jobber or a builder trend or whatever is going to do, uh, the customer communication tracking. Uh, so basically HubSpot has a great mobile app that you can use. And, uh, from there you can send quotes, you can, uh, call customers and it'll track it. It'll record it. You can email customers through the phone app and it'll track it. Um, you can even send messages through your phone and you have to kind of manually log it, but it's it's fairly intuitive where it logs that text message that you sent the customer. Um, there are tools where you can actually text directly to customer. Like jo I think Jobber has that capability where you can send texts directly, but it's not going to track all of those. Um, with HubSpot, the nice thing is that if you've got someone on a desktop, maybe your admin, maybe you spend a lot of time at your desktop, your email, if you're on Microsoft Office um, or Microsoft Teams, and then you're on, uh, or if you're on Gmail, you can use the HubSpot integration that will allow you to track and to log your emails. It also gives you a, a lot of tools that are inside of HubSpot, like 
meeting scheduling links and templates and snippets and uh, documents that you can track and things like that. But you'll be able to track all that. So anytime you send an email, it logs it to that contact inside of the CRM. When you send an email, you can log it directly to that deal, that sales deal that you're, you're, you have in the CRM. Whenever you send an email, you can also log it to the job. And so basically you're keeping all the communication via email unified inside there. HubSpot also has a phone number that you can use and you can have a few phone numbers. So you could have like a sales phone number and you could have a production phone number. And you do everything through those phone numbers where someone calls it, it forwards to your cell phone, but HubSpot's recording that call and then putting it onto the contact, onto the deal, onto the job, wherever you want it to go. Um, and you know, you give a new phone number whenever you're going into the production process. Hey, now we're going to reach out to you through this number now. Call us here if you have any issues, and it and it goes to the proper spots. So that's all customer communication. That's that's a little bit higher of a leap than just getting the pipeline started because it's really easy to start the pipeline and start creating deals and moving them along the pipeline. But yeah, where do you see people fall down on that? Uh, and I want to, if I was thought of that question before, I want to say this too. I think you're exactly right. Get the pipeline set up. Get where you understand it. You can't yeah. live without it. You're used to looking at it. And then it'll occur to you one day, hey, wouldn't it be cool if that went right <laughs> into the customer yeah, net field and I didn't have to type it in? Yeah. Can I do that? Oh, yeah. Just link to this. And, but well, anyway, I, where, where's the pushback um, and how hard is this for guys? You it's know? hard. It's, I'm, I'm, I won't sugarcoat it. It's hard. The pushback a lot of times is they feel like, like we talked about in the past, I can manage this in my head. I don't need software. I don't want to pay monthly payment. There's a variety of objections that you'll face. But if you truly want to build a business that works without you, you want to be able to delegate a lot of your sales and production processes. You want to have one source of truth. This is the way to go. But the challenge that you're going to run into is behavior change. It has very little, you can make a lot of tools work and it, you can use a spreadsheet and you can make it work. Behavior change is the issue. And that's what you always are running up against. Just like it's really hard to start going to the gym if you don't go to the gym. Just like it's really hard to start eating salads if you eat fried chicken every day. It's behavior change. And so you've got to be disciplined and create an atmosphere where you are conditioned to change your behavior. Um, you've got to start, stop putting notes on sticky notes. You know, start writing, stop writing sticky notes and start putting that stuff into the CRM. Stop just texting from your phone or emailing from your phone and going through the HubSpot app instead. You know, of, you know, this is a really great point because this is where the rubber meets the rug, right? If that's still an expression. People I work with all identify with the vision of creating a highly profitable business that can work without the owner. If they mean it, if they really want it, and they want to get rid of the stress, which is a word I hear all the time. They want to get rid of the stress. This is a place, and pretty much the place, to start. That you can actually do something that starts taking you away rather than just saying, oh yeah, I'm going to remember better, right? So it goes back to what's your vision and do you really mean it? And this is how you do it. And it's a step-by-step -step thing. You can, Which brings me to another question. Do you recommend people do it themselves? Do you get help? If you want help, where do you get help? I've, I've talked to 
HubSpot over the years. And a lot of, I don't want to say those guys are over my head. They're over my interest head, right? They're into stuff that I'm not into. And I'm looking for somebody, hey, dumb it down, get through the first step. How we, How do you recommend people start? Try it and then see if you need help. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have three different approaches. Uh, you have, hey, we're going to do it ourselves. Um, you have, hey, we're going to do it with someone. Or, hey, we're going to have someone do it for us. Those are kind of the three options with a lot of things, not just okay. software and pipelines and whatever. I always recommend the middle option to start uh, unless you've already done it before, right? So let's say this is your second go-round or whatever. You've, you feel comfortable in software. You are educated, whatever. Yeah, maybe you can do it yourself. What I find is that if you have someone else do it for you, you're not going to use it. You're not invested. Um, you don't have any buy-in. You don't have any clear understanding. You don't know what went into it. You don't understand the ask behind or the effort behind the ask uh, that it takes to build it. Um, you just you're not invested. So that middle option of doing it with someone is typically the the highest value because you get to ask questions as you go. You get to understand what goes into it and how it actually works rather than just kind of having a final product and going forward. It's also really helpful to have accountability, right? With any behavior change, just like going to the gym, it's really nice to have a trainer or to have someone make the workout for you, right? It, it just adds a layer of accountability and the decision's already made, right? Um, same thing with that. And so having some sort of maybe coaching um, where you can ask questions, where someone's pointing out your blind spots, someone's kind of helping you see what's valuable and what's not valuable, where you should be spending your time, where you shouldn't be, at least for that first 90 days that you're getting started is really helpful. And maybe even to someone that you can go to after that. So um, yeah, what, what we're doing at Benali, and we've done, I think we're up to eight of these in the last year, um, is it called a CRM growth kit is what we're calling it. So, and we've done it for tools that are not HubSpot related. We've done it for uh, Jobber and we've also done it for Builder Trend and Job Nimbus. Um, so a few different softwares that we're working with on this, but primarily we're doing HubSpot. It's just what we've found is the easiest one for a lot of people to use and uh, to really build their team in as well. But we go in, we have three meetings. Um, we have a strategy call, a review call, and then a, a launch call. And essentially during that strategy call, we're understanding your business and we're building out your customer, your contacts inside of HubSpot, the company's feature inside of HubSpot, and then going through your deals and your tickets, which is your production pipeline. And we're understanding everything about them. Not only what the standard properties are and, um, what the custom properties are, but what you want as default what, across what, the What's a property? I mean, it's literally like customer yeah. name, yep. uh, affiliation, yep. source yeah, of so the lead. Yeah, so a property for a deal would be like, okay, first name, last name of the lead, phone number, um, and email uh, address. Those would be properties, and those would be kind of standard. The custom ones that people fairly, they miss fairly often are, um, you know, what type of project is this? Is new construction? Is this remodel? Or is this a upgrade? Um, and then they're missing oftentimes what kind of materials are going to be on the job or how much, what's the material amount going to be when they're doing the sales process? What margin are you going to bid at? Or, you know, there's, a, depending on how you do your processes, there's a variety of things that you may miss. When is the due, when is the bid due by? Um, 
And so if you can have those properties created, because they're not standard in HubSpot, but they need to be customized, then it allows you to have more information at your disposal so that you're using less of other tools and having everything clear for everybody that's using that as their one source of right. truth. Okay. So anyways, we go through that process for all these and it's really, we implement it so that it's customized to you. And then we end with a pretty thorough uh, hour, hour and a half training on our launch call that shows you exactly how to use it day to day. Now, there's gonna be things that you run into that aren't covered during that final launch call. And a lot of, we, we you know, we're available to you if you need us, but typically what we've had several people do now is hire us to do some coaching where we meet uh, once a week for a month or every other week for three months and go through training and coaching on how to get the most out of this. And how do I get my team more incorporated in this? Well, how do I use this feature on the app? What is this worthwhile? Is it not? How do I get that phone number set up so that it's actually recording the information? I, I tried sending this quote through here. It's not working. How do I attach this? And just those things that allow you to get more integrated and change that behavior. And a lot of times what we're asking is, hey, what are you currently doing when you follow up with people? What's your process? When someone gives you a phone call asking to work with you as a, because they were for referred, what's your process? And then we try to figure out how we can improve that process to incorporate your pipelines and your CRM so that it's not on paper anymore. It's not just in your head, but it's actually inside the tool. So those are kind of the options right now. Really at the, the base level, just it's not that bad. I, I mean, for HubSpot, you can get started with like $30 a month or even the free version. We only work, we only do the growth kit with people that are willing to pay that $30 a month or 20 a month paid annually, so 240. Um, that's like our base level. And then for us to implement that, it's $1,000. We have those three meetings, we get you set up within basically two weeks and you're ready to go. So um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the process uh, of working with us and how we set it up. That's where we've seen the most success, but you can do it yourself, you can do it with someone or you can have someone do it for you. I recommend doing it with someone else. Yeah, well, that certainly would be the way I did it and would do it again <laughs> yeah yeah so well um okay. yeah i think ultimately the whole goal though is to be able to manage things better and to get yourself out of the yeah. the one source of truth role and having a software be there than yourself. yeah there are other sources of stress but the principal source of stress is uncertainty about am i am i have i got everything covered, right? And once you know what to do, I like to say, oh, you, you've got a lot of work. Maybe it's a difficult thing, but when you know what to do, you got work. When you don't know what to do, you got a problem. It's that additional stress and, and ha just knowing what to do and being able to do it is a much better position to be in. And so this, I mean, I'm glad we're talking about this because this is almost a universal place to start. You begin to get organized. Now, as the owner, you can start to hand things off. You can train somebody else how to use it, how to read it, understand it, know what the next step is, depending on what's done in the last step. And you can begin to get yourself out of the hub and spoke. That's true. That's the goal, right? Profitable business that works without you. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for talking about this, Martin. I know that... Um, yeah. You kind of brought it up, but it's super helpful for me to talk about it because it's what we do. So, well, uh, and I honestly, uh, 
didn't even know you actually had that package, uh, which is real reasonable because I do recommend this to my clients. And that's a relief to know because I could sit there and mention Trello and all the different uh, potential CRMs, but people I think really prefer a recommendation, a logical recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, I think this is one that can grow with you really, I mean, to any size. Um, and you, you may have to supplement with other specific niche um, softwares down the road, but for a long time, you can run just on one. So um, yeah, well, thanks for joining. Um, okay. We've got some Thank you for good your knowledge coming up. So yeah. hopefully people keep listening. Yeah, talk to you soon, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Okay, I will. See, See ya. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.